And now, let's talk numbers. Because, I mean, everybody knows that we all need data as social impact actors to measure, to also manage, and also meaningfully uh, improve our programs. So, yeah. Let's have a conversation about it. And uh, I'm delighted to have uh, Chiru Katuto, yes, uh, to run the panel. So Chiru, the floor is yours. Thank you. Good afternoon. Welcome to this session on Impact by Numbers. Today we'll be speaking about data, unavoidably AI. The ones of you who've been following the news have seen that this was a roller coaster of, uh, of a weekend on, on artificial intelligence. Um, my name is Ciro Gattuta. I'm a steering board member of CRT Foundation, uh, the director of uh, a research institute called ISI Foundation here in Torino. And today I'm joined this in this conversation by two very distinguished speakers. Uh, one which I would like to introduce now is Dr. Julia uh, Stem uh, from the Data Tank, a new type of organization based in, uh, uh, in Brussels. And welcome, Julia. And the other panelists will be Matteo Mille, uh, Chief Sales Enablement Operations of Microsoft uh, Italy. Welcome, Matteo. And I'm told that I have to sit on this side of the... Yeah. So welcome, everybody. And I think what we want to unpack in the course of this half an hour is really how the problem of governing the digital transformation is more of a problem of uh, cooperation and human touch, in a sense, than, than it is about technology. Um, so uh, let's, start by, uh, let's start by looking at the future. And I would like to invite Matteo Mille to give us a perspective on what is the, the potential of data and AI and how this is going to, uh, I don't want to use the word disrupt, how it is going to challenge current uh, assumptions uh, and how we will have to adapt uh, and eventually we would like to understand what is the role of this community of the venture philanthropy community in uh, in in helping us guide the digital transformation right Matteo? thanks Shiro, for uh, letting me break the ice uh, so yes uh, it's uh, i don't believe it's a challenge i believe that uh, the evolution of uh, the market uh, talking about numbers uh, with uh, the broad adoption of uh, integrated data and uh, generative AI or artificial intelligence uh, is going to give us a tremendous opportunity ahead of us. We have recently completed a study with uh, the European House of Ambrosetti and uh, actually IDC confirmed similar data at a European level that has shown that uh, in Italy, just to limit it to our country or to the country that uh, is hosting us today, we would uh, benefit from uh, a broad adoption of uh, generative AI up to 18% uh, of the GDP. So it's a tremendous opportunity and uh, it's an opportunity that uh, we need to co-lead, we need to, let's say, co-pilot it together and we need to do it uh, by having a clear understanding that uh, when we will adopt uh, AI, generative AI solutions across our processes, uh, industries, uh, and you know, companies, uh, which can be of any size uh, and obviously of any industry, we will certainly have uh, a different impact on the market, not only from an economical perspective, but also from uh, you know, a responsible AI adoption, which is one of the core themes of Microsoft. And guess what? One of the six principles of responsible AI in Microsoft is inclusiveness. 
So this is one of the most relevant things for which we have built programs for stimulating the inclusion of whatever type of companies, organization, association into a proper and responsible adoption of artificial intelligence. And that's something that I believe differentiates us in the market, but gives us that role of a platform provider to enable person and organization on the planet to achieve more, which is our mission, where the word person is crucial, as well as the world planet, the world planet where that you know, justifies and witness our focus on sustainability. Thank you. So what, what I hear really is that the GDL transformation is not given, it's not unavoidable in a sense, it's unavoidable in, uh, in, uh, in its uh, in exec execution, in the adoption by the market, but it's up to us to govern it uh, and to embrace it in a way that's controlled. And, uh, and this, requires, uh, this requires new types of uh, discussions, new type of partnerships and collaborations. And on this, I would invite uh, Julia Stamp to comment on what we can do more uh, to, to embrace in the positive of this digital transformation and, uh, and stave off the, the risks. Thanks very much, Tiro, also for the invitation. And Mattia, thanks for the well for setting the scene and also for talking a lot about responsibility because I really think that is a key notion that we always have to bear in mind and sort of carry with us as we talk about using data, uh, you making the best use of AI, and actually also deploying technologies for our society. Um, I am the CEO of a of an interesting organization. It's called a Think and Do Tank, um, the data tank based in Brussels. We're very young. We were just uh, sort of founded a year ago and launched only this year. And our motto is uh, sort of uh, basically serving the common good together by using data differently. And I think this already sets the stage. So it's really all about how can we contribute really to improving the life of people, to addressing societal challenges by making the best possible use of data. And it's also about how can we do this together. And I think we'll talk about the importance of collaboration also um, on that panel. Um, so as we've already heard and we know, you know, data and new technology hold immense potential for addressing, you know, some of the key challenges that our societies are facing. Um, but in order to make the most of it, it really requires also a shift in mindsets. And this is what the data tank really tries to look into. We, of course, have to you know, look very much into concerns also around security, privacy, but in order to sort of really make sure that we use data and technology to its best potential, we really have to change the narrative. And we have to also say, what are the opportunities? And how can we seize those opportunities um, by basically dealing with data and technology in a very responsible way, in an ethical way, and an inclusive way? And at the Data Tank, we try to propose new ways of doing this, we are a non-profit organization found, funded by a number of uh, foundations, European foundations, who, you know, who think that is a topic that we should care about more. Um, and uh, well, sort of, we really want to break the ice in shifting minds around how we can uh, bring in you know, really different sectors of society also into decision-making when it comes to actually using data. Maybe I'll stop here for the time being, Tiro. Yeah, thank you, Yula. And, uh, I think these are key points, and the, 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 the challenges you raise, uh, the, the, the path ahead, requires uh, uh, an effort that is concerted across all of society, no one actor in society, not the, not the industry, not the, private, not the public sector, 
uh, not philanthropy by itself can tackle this. So I think that one of the, the challenges I'd like to unpack here is uh, um, what can we do more in terms of collaborating, what are collaboration patterns that still have to be explored. And, and, and to try and be concrete, like, let me bring you back, you know, to a traumatic experience we all had, you know, think about the, the, the first months of the COVID uh, pandemic in 2020. Back at the time, I, I, I was in the Italian National Forza, and a lot of our work was about trying to get a hold of privately held data on human mobility from telcos to give this data to research and public health response agencies to make epidemic forecasts. Now think about that for a moment. The data are privately held, not collecting for that purpose, and they are shared to generate a public good, which is you know, a better predictive capability and a better response capability for health. Now, when we think about impact by numbers and, and social impact of data, we think about this. We need new collaboration patterns between different types of, of institutions. No one subject can tackle these complex problems alone. And maybe we need new types of, uh, uh, of perimeters. And, and, and what I'd like uh, to, to surface in the rest of the discussion is experiments on, uh, on what we can do differently. Uh, and in particular, at the end of the discussion, what is the role of philanthropy? What is the, the role of you in the audience in, in shaping this going forward? Um, uh, we've been experimenting also with Microsoft uh, on, uh, on data sharing for social impact, so maybe I can uh, hand it back to you, Matteo, and I know you have several experiences in this space that you can speak about. Yes, uh, let me just uh, take a second to roll back to something that Julia just said, which is uh, it's a mindset change. The adoption of artificial intelligence, generative artificial intelligence, is not something that's related to only technology, no, or platform provider. Uh, we were actually doing that. Uh, but the biggest obstacles or uh, roadblocker or deceleration efforts uh, or uh, effects uh, are coming from uh, a closed mindset. And that's something that we cannot afford. So that's the first important message that I believe, uh, together with Julia, we should be giving today. Embrace it, adopt it, use it. Because if you want it or not, it's coming. It's going to have an impact that is going to be as big, if not bigger, than the adoption of internet in the 80s. So that's actually not my sentence, but it's a sentence from uh, Reid Hoffman that recently came in Italy and spoke about uh, the AI impact in the world. Reid Hoffman, for those of you who don't know, is uh, the founder of LinkedIn. So, and, 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 and a strategist, quite effective. So going back, uh, Microsoft is a platform provider. We are the co-pilot company, so we give a platform that allows us to drive together, you know, with the companies, with the institution, with philanthropies organization, the adoption of, uh, you know, the AI in the future. But we're not going to be able to do that alone. What we need to have is to expand, to expand our collaboration. Now, everybody knows about the collaboration that we have with OpenAI. And everybody thinks that that's probably the most important. It's one of the most important for sure, but we also have huge collaboration with Meta, huge collaboration uh, with Hugging Face, so an organization of uh, you know, open source community to support us into the evolution of uh, the AI and the training of our large, large language model. So we have been uh, really embracing the fact that we need to work broadly with any organization 
and provider of innovative technologies across the world. I'm overly simplifying, I understand that, but I think that the main message is open up to collaborate with platform providers because the world is gonna change with the broad adoption of artificial intelligence. We are open, we are ready to you embrace. In Italy, give me just one minute, in Italy we have developed a program which is called Artificial Intelligence Lab, where lab doesn't stand for laboratory. A lab stands from learn, adopt, and benefit, which is open to companies, to professionals, for being able to learn and get the skills, required skills and knowledge, including the mindset change, so a change management approach, university, and last, but definitely not the least, an AI lab for digital entrepreneur which emphasize the importance of a beautiful program that we have in Microsoft, which is called Entrepreneur for Positive Impact. Now, guess what? That's exactly the kind of program that we have built some years back, and we have revamped every year for being able to embrace philanthropies, startups, venture capital, and organization to leverage our technology and produce something together. We have been dealing and working and collaborating with, uh, um, with OGR, with the foundation, with Impact Deal for quite some years. And I'm proud to say that many of the companies that came to Microsoft with this program are now extremely well positioned on the, on the market, like Novice Game to support blind people to play games, which is, you know, a huge impact in the market of inclusiveness. Or Dedolo.ai uh, that is supporting us for tracking the CO2 emission to tackle the problems that we have on sustainability. Just two examples uh, of the many companies that we have been working together thanks to this program and this uh, you know, common effort uh, that we have put together. And I thank you for that, by the way. Thank you. Julia, uh, up to you. <laughs> yes. Um, I'd like to bounce back on what you said, Matteo, about, you know, change is coming. It's there already. And I think earlier when we were talking, you said it's, it's not even the tip of the iceberg. It's the snow on top of the iceberg, what we're seeing in terms of technological development. Um, I also think when we're talking about all of this, it is very important um, to not forget about the people, right? People out there, not just us here. We're also in a very privileged situation. We understand a lot of the things that are going on. Maybe not even us understand exactly what's going on, but there are many others who feel very overpowered also by the rapid changes of technologies, you know, that really sort of shift everything that we have been used to. Hence, I think it is very important to also work with, you know, with people out there to have them be part of that development, right? And to tell them, yes, change is coming, but you can also help change the way you want our society to look like, and you want, and you can sort of also have a say on when it comes what kind of values should be part of technologies, right? And I really think that is something that should be guiding us. This should be guiding us in terms of policy making, should be guiding us in terms of business uh, proposals, it should be also guiding us in terms of, you know, philanthropic. So what kind of society is it that we want to live in and bring people on board? And that brings me to the notion of trust. Trust is so essential. Without trust, you know, we're not going to go anywhere. Um, so this also means that we need to, and I come back to the notion of experimentation, right? We also need to come up with new ways of experimentation, of collaboration between sectors. And we have to overcome boundaries. You know, we all are very used to working in silos. And I've been working in the European Commission 
I know a lot about silos also in the political space. But I think as we're moving forward to this still very unknown world, we really have to overcome this. And we have to make sure that we build new collaborations, we experiment, we bring in you know, new talents from across a range of contexts, right? And that you know, the different sectors in society also work alongside the business uh, context. And I know, you know there is a lot of collaboration happening also between research and companies, for instance, but we really need to make this sort of our modus operandi collaboration together for, you know, the kind of society that, that we want. Um, yes, I think that is uh, also what really drives us is the data tank. So we have two main programs that really sort of try to, well, find new ways of building this trust. Um, so one of the things that we work on is actually a program of citizen engagement so that when for instance policymakers want to use data of you know people um, that has already been gathered by particular um, um, organizations we sort of try to find new way to bring in the people whose data is actually is to have them have a say on how their data is being used and what it is being used for for public good purposes and again this is a way of experimentation so how can we really find those new inclusive ways of going beyond just you know i'm ticking a box uh, on a constant form and another one is maybe going back again to trust so we also have to have new um even job profiles, right? People who are not only working to protect data, which is very important, but also people who understand how to collaborate between sectors and how to, you know, also have the trust of their communities in order to actually tap into the potential of data. These are just some of the programs that we're working on. So what we are learning is that we need new types of cohesion, basically institutional cohesion, new, new patterns of collaboration, new skills, that can enable these collaborations, uh, new bilinguals in a way, right? People who speak uh, the technical language, but also the language of uh, cooperation, cohesion, collaboration. And, and we need to do this fast because this is coming at us real fast uh, right now. And, and so I wonder, uh, like a lot of what this community represents here is really experimentation in the sense that you were referring to. Uh, Matteo, no? you are referring to this impact deal accelerator, uh, which, which we host here at OGR, where we invest reusable data in social impact uh, startups and, and enterprises. And I think that this community can provide a lot of this experimentation mindset in terms of uh, investing into higher risk proposition, thinking longer term, uh, contributing also non, uh, more hands-on uh, like contributions to, to, to beneficiaries rather than just uh, capital, right? And, uh, and, and upskilling ourselves as, as, we, as we go. So I think that's one of the, the, uh, the last things that I'd like to touch on. Like what can philanthropy and venture philanthropy in particular do to, to advance this conversation to help society uh, coach, guide the digital transformation so that it benefits us the most. And I know that this is a very tough question, and, 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 and this is why we have a corporation and a new type of nonprofit organization at the table, right? Because this probably requires this type of new conversations. And well, thank you. Term. It's really a broad question. Huh? Um, I mean, I'm going to be talking on, on, on representing Microsoft, uh, but Microsoft is not only a company that, uh, you know, cares about selling, producing, having huge investments on R&D, which is most of the time done uh, with a broader, let me say, extension of our R&D across uh, many 
venture capitalist ideas that are coming from the market, because we always have to remember that, uh, you know, feedback on our product solution is a gift, and that's what we are aiming to do every day from our customers and partners. And so we are, yeah, we're always open to have that kind of, uh, uh, you know, door open for uh, how to improve, right? And I, I strongly believe on that. Then you have, quote, a couple of things that I believe are crucial for, the, for, the, for leveraging the ecosystem of companies and institutions that are here today and that have participated to this uh, uh, you know, beautiful event, uh, which is how can we collaborate with philanthropies? Well, as a matter of fact, the most, most of our platform solution uh, Copilot, generative AI solution on Azure, uh, you name it, okay? I don't want to, you know, be a product pitch. Uh, I don't want to represent a product today. I just want to emphasize one thing. There are a couple of things that uh, we will always take into consideration. Solutions that are impacting the value of Microsoft or the mission of Microsoft, which is inclusiveness, which is, uh, you know, sustainability, which is... Uh, accountability and responsibility in the adoption of AI. So all the solutions that I mentioned before are actually touching of one or more, more of these points. We have developed solution or frameworks of solutions such as Microsoft Cloud for Sustainability that are going into that directions. And that is something that we do with the involvement of many institutions, especially on VC and philanthropies or uh, Simple, in simple terms, uh, you know, startups ecosystem that are bringing value to our products. And this is something that we will always do because it's part of uh, a platform, uh, you know, uh, a responsible platform approach. Give you the basics, uh, we give you the fundamental of the house, uh, we give you the walls, uh, we give you the, you know, the, the, the roof, uh, and let's build together all the windows, all the doors, all the furnitures, uh, because all together we can build something that is going to be a new world both in terms of sustainability and in terms of, uh, you know, AI adoption with proper inclusiveness. Thank you. Julia. Yes, so what can, should philanthropy and also venture philanthropy do? I think you really should step up your game when it comes to working towards, you know, inclusive data economies and societies um, and also be much more proactive. I'm going to be a little provocative. There was a, a headline in the New York Times today and no offense taken, it basically said with the entire AI discussion and Sam Altman, um, AI is now back in the hands of the capitalists. And this is not, I don't want to see that. I don't want to basically be seen as, you know, being negative about this, but I just say that there is a space for many different actors in the place, right? Coming back again to the idea of collaboration, I think philanthropy also has a role to play to, you know, help us think about and actually not only think, but act about you know, what kind of technology do we want for our societies? You know, I come back to that. So what is, what is it? How does good AI look like? And again, you know, work again across sectors and do exactly this kind of collaboration that we have been talking about. So I really think philanthropy needs to be much more active. I also want to say that there is a lot of talent out there and a lot of talent is being attracted by companies like Microsoft. But why does not philanthropy also attract, you know, this kind of talent? You know, there are so many young people who are really motivated, you know, by contributing to sort of a higher purpose. And they would want to be in that space. They also would want to help shape this, this space. And I've been talking to a lot of data scientists who work for companies, but who also love the experience in working for nonprofits, for instance. And I think this could be leveraged. We could maybe even have joint programs, you know, where sort of... Uh, 
you know, teams could be exchanged to really get an understanding of what the space looks like and how it might uh, change. And so this brings me also to the importance of actually upskill talent in the philanthropic sector, right? Um, and have them understand not only, but I'm just talking about philanthropy, um, but really have them understand the power of data, the power of new technologies, but also everything that sort of needs to be um, yeah, accompanying this development. Skilling is going to be so important that probably, you, you, you spoke about skilling and passion, right? Yes. So uh, we're probably going to be working like 10, 12 hours a day on something uh, that uh, it's our job, right? If you have passion, which can be philanthropist, it can be any a passion on uh, impacting some sort of processes, industry, whatever, then you don't work a day. It's not my call, it's Confucio, but that's, that's, that's an important thing. And then skilling. So from this you know, audience, uh, but a broader audience, uh, my main uh, suggestion should be learn. Learn because uh, the adoption of uh, artificial intelligence uh, can solve, uh, generative artificial intelligence, can solve many of the problems that we're facing today and that some of you have the passion to address uh, as a philanthropist on this, right? But we need to learn uh, because we are just not yet there. You said, you know, there's no on top of the iceberg. Yeah, but let's keep in mind that our sons will do a job that today doesn't exist. So we need to learn what we can build as the job of the future, which might be exactly the same as the one that you are hypothesizing today because it's your passion from a philanthropy perspective or from a VC or from a private or a, or a you know, academic institution. doesn't matter. It's something that we can build if we know and we can test it together with a broader approach together with private and public institutions. Yeah, can I just add very briefly, yes. so you said learn, and I would say also get involved, get engaged. And with invitation, I guess we can close the session. I see that our time is up, so uh, let us thank again uh, uh, Dr. Julia Stamm and Matteo Mille from the Data Tank and Microsoft. And Thank you all for being here. Let me just plug a little advertisement. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, like uh, Matteo Mille mentioned an experiment uh, of, uh, called Impact Deal, uh, which is about corporates investing reusable data into social impact startups. This is something that lives within these walls, supported by CRT Foundation and Microsoft. There will be a showcase about this accelerator uh, starting soon, I think, in, in a few minutes in the Duomo room. So if you're interested in that, you have a way of continuing exploring this. Uh, thank, thank you all you. for being here and uh, enjoy the conference.